Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty, Kelly Sander, Luke Johnson. We're back at the Southern Bank Corps Studios this afternoon for one day, and we're glad you're with us. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of our program, proud supporters of Southern Miss Athletics, as we're just now, what, two days away from the opening of football season. And if you're going to tailgate, a lot of people will use Dickies for their, you know, their tailgate. Make sure you get your orders in the sooner the better, obviously, so you can just swing through the window, pick them up and head to the rock. We're going to hear from football coaches from both Southern Miss and Liberty a little later in the show. Patrick Irby from Anatomy's Fitness Club is actually coming in the studio to uh, talk to Kelly after that binge of beignets. He got caught eating yesterday. Yeah, I'm all bruised from the beating I took from Jody Lott yesterday. And, uh, boy, did he ever work you Somebody over. posted that on Facebook, <laughs> which I thought was completely out of line. Like, I, not the one you posed, Santa, but, like, all the ones where you were looking down and to the side and, and didn't realize you were getting your picture taken. That it's, is... Look, That's on the Super Talk Eagle Hour Facebook. It's okay. I, I, don't, I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy good food. There we go. You know? All right, Patrick McGee from NOLA.com. A busy day in New Orleans. Let's get right to it, Patrick. You're our go-to guy when it comes to the New Orleans Saints. And unfortunately, today the news is not good out of New Orleans. No. Uh, Marcus May, uh, one of the, the main signings the Saints made in the offseason, uh, safety uh, from the Jets, uh, has was arrested uh, Thursday morning uh, for uh, accusations of aggravated assault with a uh, handgun. <laughs> Well, That's not uh, good. He uh, he is somebody that was already facing a suspension because of a DUI arrest. Uh, so this just feels like something the Saints really didn't do their homework. I mean, it, it, at first glance, it just seems like something the Saints didn't do their homework on. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. it, you bring this guy in, he already had issues. Uh, earlier in the week, you trade away C.J. Gardner-Johnson, one more popular players on the defense, and, and, and somebody that's really a, a big help in that secondary, and <laughs> – this ain't. This not. You know, the Saints still have the players in the secondary to be fine, but uh, you're talking about you know possibly the best secondary in the NFL to to you know just down a few notches, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I'll never understand this, and of course, I've never never will be an NFL football player. But how can you achieve that much in your life and, and then secure that you're, you're at the epitome of your game? You're making mm-hmm. life changing money. Everything you've worked for all your life, you've accomplished, and you're going to go out and allegedly commit a crime with a handgun. How does yeah, how does it, that compute, yeah. Patrick? 
Yeah, it, it remains to be seen. I mean, obviously, we got to wait for the details to come out. Of course, you, you just never know for sure. But I mean, this is yeah. I, I mean, to be a to be a professional athlete, uh, you got to be smart with what you with everything. You know what you eat. You know what you do with your free time. Uh, you know everything, especially when the season starts next week. Yeah, you don't really hear stuff like this happen in this. You know, usually it, you're well into the off season. Something strange is going on, or something weird happened when the guys were out part. This is just odd. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm interested to hear the details on this because this is strange. You mentioned Patrick that CJ got traded, but what what did the Saints get in return for that trade? And analyze it for us. Uh, if, if you... Yeah, uh, I mean, just the first glance, they didn't get a whole. You know, that much. Uh, they got a, a fifth round uh, draft choice uh, next year in the 2023 draft. And then I believe it's a sixth round. It might be two, but the if there's two picks, I think one's like a sixth rounder, one's like a seventh rounder. Uh, to me, I mean, I would have thought they will at least got a third or a fourth rounder in exchange. But I, I think that what I've read or whatever is, is maybe the reason they didn't get picks that high is because whoever's taking on C, uh, Gardner Johnson knows that he's asking for a, a pretty big penny. So in other words, the Saints are getting letting loose somebody that they just weren't going to pay him what he was asking for. Uh, the Eagles know they're taking on a player that's going to be a, a significant investment. But, you know, when you look at the, the future, though, because I think those draft picks are also kind of spread out over two, maybe three years. And to, to 2023 stop 2023 fifth round and a 2024 sixth round. Okay, so two no, years right, so for the next two years, you've got extra draft picks. So that never, you know, hurts to but be able to. But the Saints yeah. also gave up a 2025 seventh round. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, the, the 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 swapping of the picks always gets me. I never. I, I'm sure there's a science to it, but I never quite <laughs> to that. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Luke, Patrick, talk about just for a second. Then I want to ask you some Southern Miss stuff. Talk, talk about some of the uh, the cuts um, for the Saints. Some of yeah. them were uh, were were quite surprising. Um, you're, you're, I'll tell you mine after. Or tell me yours first, and then I'll mention mine. The one familiar name that uh, uh, people, uh, Southern Miss folks, remember is Cleek Washington. He was released. I haven't seen yet uh, if he has landed somewhere else, but he was let go. He, you never really saw much out of him in preseason. He, he's still a young guy. Will have a, probably have a chance at the practice squad somewhere, uh, but he just never quite caught on. But Ian Book uh, was an obvious one who got let go. He landed with the Eagles. Uh, he had a rough re- uh, preseason. And uh, so that was kind of one that was notable. It has, they had a draft choice who was released, Jordan Jackson, the defensive lineman, uh, Taco Charlton. Uh, I know some of these guys are going to end up on on the practice squad, but to me those are some of the names that kind of come to mind immediately. Kirk Merritt, uh, a guy that played at, at East Mississippi, uh, he was one of the cuts. Yeah, I, I guess what I'm saying, you brought a book, and, and w- regardless of how he looked, that just kind of tells you, though, that the Saints are in on Jameis Winston and they're going to draft a, a future quarterback in a few years. Yeah, and I, I, you would think they would uh, – I haven't seen them pick up a quarterback yet for the practice squad. I'm sure they're going to add somebody for that. But, yeah, it's, you know, it's Dalton and Winston. <laughs> yeah, the play of Dalton and Winston throughout the preseason really kind of uh, uh, made obvious the really the gap between Book and those two quarterbacks. Uh, you know, Book occasionally showed the glimmer, but there were far more moments where uh, he just didn't look ready. Um, and this is his second year as a pro, and he just didn't look like he made the progress he needed to just on some base-level stuff like taking snaps and, and, and some pretty ugly interceptions. 
Absolutely. So, all right, let's turn to Southern Miss. Um, Liberty coming in this weekend. How crucial is this game to, A, set the tempo for the rest of the season, and, B, really change how many wins the Eagles could end up this year with? Oh, it's well, it's huge. I mean, any first game. But this is you're starting out with opponent uh, that's pretty solid, that's been a consistent bowl contender here in recent years, putting some really good teams on the field. Uh, Southern Miss went up there and really got it handed to them in a less than ideal situation. Uh, I think it was Abraham got hurt like the game before. Tate Whiteley goes up there, he gets hurt while he's in at, 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 uh, up there. So it's just it's it's a huge game, and and you're looking at Hugh Freeze over the sideline. If a, a win like this really does, uh, it really would be a huge boost to Southern Miss football for the program as a whole because they just really need to build that momentum. And the more the mo- more momentum you get early in the season, the better off you are. Bob, um, the the over under for Kelly and I yesterday for total beignets consumed, I think, was eleven. Right. I think we covered that spread. I think uh, your your total uh, over under this year for Southern Miss wins. Uh, I think uh, you know I think six to seven wins. I, I think six to seven wins is a very good season. I agree with that statement, but I'm not going to go as high as seven. I'm I'm going to be a little bit more conservative and say five to six. Patrick, you're the I'll, professional here. What do you say? I'll go six and a half. That's my over. There we go. Me and Patrick. That's pretty good. We're, we're right there in the same ballpark. Yeah. Seven would be an outstanding year. An outstanding year. Oh, I mean, yeah. Well, uh, Ralph Russo, who uh, is the national uh, college football re- uh, writer for the AP, he picked Southern Miss to play in the conference title game in the Sun Belt. So that's oh. a kid to death. <laughs> like that guy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's there's reason. I mean, I looked at the Southern Miss depth chart whenever it came out, and across the board, you see one and two. You see guys that should be able to contribute and help out. Uh, you you probably like that Hayes Maples in that uh, in that linebacker. That's maybe one area where you don't have quite the numbers or experience that you would want at linebacker, but you're still fine there. Uh, you just can't afford many injuries. But overall, I mean, you're you're, you're good if you get solid quarterback play. Uh, you would think Southern Miss has enough enough got enough talent out there to really compete week in and week out. But the other thing that everybody that you got to keep in mind when you're looking at your over under is this is a different conference and it's a stronger conference football wise in my opinion. Right. So even though you are improved and our Eagles are improved as a team, remember the, the competition is going to be tougher. Better. And no with teams in the preseason like you know Miami and um, Liberty. You know that that's normally you get those cream puffs up at the at the front of the schedule. Not so this year. We got Tulane game four, <laughs> and yeah, and well, I think total, that, total joke. No, no, I think that's a gettable game. I think Tulane is maybe a little more gettable than Liberty. Uh, you know, I obviously were you at the last game they played against Tulane. <laughs> no, well, I understand. Well, all but, was on the other sideline. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it was a l- little different uh, dynamic well, yeah. this yeah. time around. Yeah, I, Patrick, last I, question. I mean, six wins and within the Sun Belt doesn't get Southern Miss a bowl bowl appearance, huh? Yeah, I mean, six wins should. I mean, if you look at the recent history, six wins, pretty good shot playing a bowl game. No question. Patrick, we appreciate you as always, friend, and uh, get back to work. We know you're busy today. All right. Thanks, guys. Patrick McGee, NOLA.com, everybody. We'll be back here from Will Hall, the opposing coach as well.
Southern Miss to the top. All right, our thanks to Patrick McGee from NOLA.com for joining us in the first segment, although the news was not good if uh, you're a New Orleans Saints fan. This uh, segment of the show is sponsored by Campus Bookmark and CampusBookmark.net. It is a great place to go this weekend. I guarantee you the place will be humming, humming uh, tomorrow and uh, Saturday, uh, but they'll have plenty of merchandise for you to choose from, and uh, you can find the latest swag just in time for the opening of football season at campus. But tell Miss Kathleen we said hello and uh, tell her to close in time to come enjoy the football game uh, Saturday night if you're in Campus Bookmark or in your campus uh, or if you shop online at uh, campusbookmark.net. All right, back on the road tomorrow. We'll be at 4th Street Bar and Grill right in the shadow of the rock. Looking forward to uh, seeing Slade and the gang. And really want to thank Morgan her husband and the staff from Mobe Beignet, we really had a good time there yesterday afternoon. And uh, if you haven't uh, been to the Super Talk Eagle Hour Facebook page, you still have time uh, to get in for the drawing again tomorrow. We gave away uh, two season tickets yesterday, and we're going to give away two more tomorrow from 4th Street Bar and Grill. But you got to participate. Go to the Super Talk Eagle Hour Facebook page. Look for the uh, video posted by our intern, uh, Nathan Lee. And uh, follow the instructions, and then you can be in the drawing for the uh, tickets tomorrow. Kind of ironic, the guy that won yesterday's last name was Southern. Yes, and an <laughs> out-of-town guy that I ta- uh, communicated with last night listens to the Eagle Hour podcast every day. And uh, really grateful to him. Uh, he had his mom come down today because he lives out of town, out of the area, and uh, pick up his tickets. He seemed very, very excited. And uh, we're happy to give him away and, uh, and going to give away – uh, two more tomorrow. Also tomorrow, we're going to make, uh, I'm not going to say what it is until tomorrow. We're going to have a, a, an unexpected guest on the show, an announcement to make that we're very proud of here on this uh, on this program. And uh, we're really anxious to let people know about it, but it'll be tomorrow. And I'm getting fired. Is that what the announcement is? I don't think so. No, but in the words of our former president, it's going to be huge. Yeah, it's gonna, really, really big it's, good uh, news for Southern Miss. Yes, it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun, and we're really grateful uh, to be in a position to uh, be able to make that announcement. All right, so now all eyes are on the rock right now. A sixty to seventy percent chance of rain. Uh, that's not good news, but uh, but the game will go on. Uh, nevertheless, I would say so. I don't know. In today's woke world, do they call off football now, Kelly? If it's raining, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I know that lightning can be problematic, but I don't think the rain itself would be. Correct. Well, there's a 60 to 70% chance we're going to hope that uh, that gets a little better. All right, so Hugh Freeze uh, brings in uh, his Liberty football team, and uh, quite a story, you know, that he's a, a, a graduate of Southern Miss, his wife, that's where they met, and uh, live a happy life together. I think, personally speaking, some people are not going to like that. I think he's one of the finest college football coaches in the country. He's not perfect, and he'll admit that, you know. But he's, he's got a heck of a football and has experience in, you know, one of the best football conferences, if not the best. And did very well. Yeah, and and has done well. Right. Um, well, so this week, Coach Freeze was uh, asked uh, obviously a lot of questions about Southern Miss, and one of the things he was asked, as Kelly referenced, he coached and was very successful in the SEC. Asked if he was surprised how many SEC kids had transferred to Southern Miss during the off season. Here's what he said. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, that place, um, I think it's um, tradition, it's location. The Mississippi kid is a different kid. Um, their, their home is something to them. 
and very few of them get too far away from home. It's been my experience in the years of recruiting. They just they might venture out into neighboring states, but um, they uh, they certainly don't go far. And if they do, and they make a move, it's typically back home. And so it doesn't shock me with Will's ties to that state that um, he picked up quite a few from you know, Ole Miss, Memphis, Mississippi State, Arkansas seems to be where all of them came from. And uh, we're hoping that that makes a big difference in the football team. So Coach Hall asked about uh, his opposing coach, uh, Hugh Freeze. And as you would expect, I think there's no surprise, a lot of mutual respect between these two men. Oh, wow. So, you know, first off, I've known Coach Freeze for a long time. And then his original Liberty staff, the D coordinator, Scott Simons, was my D coordinator at West Georgia. Josh Alders was my D line coach. Ricky Hunley was my corners coach. All right. Now, Aldridge, now Simons and Hunley are at SMU, and he promoted Josh to D coordinator and hired Jack Curtis, who was the D coordinator at Tulane while I was there as a good friend. And then, of course, Sam Gregg was his O line coach. And now Sam's back with us. And, uh, you know, Chris Klonakis is his new O-line coach who I go way back with. I've known Co- Kay spent the night at my house, you know, in Livingston. He was with Coach Petrino for a long time, a lot of carryover offensively with that group. Obviously, their O-line GA is tight with Sam. They were there together forever. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of known entities on both sides. Uh, so, you know, it is what it is with that. You know, it's just kind of the what what happened. You know, who would ever thought Liberty and Southern Miss would play each other and it would be that much staff interaction but it is what it is we got to roll the ball out there and the players have got to make plays and we certainly hope we put our guys in position to do that and uh, i got great respect specifically for josh aldridge uh you know josh is a guy we hired almost fresh out of college that you could tell right away had intelligence uh he had initiative and gumption uh, a lot like the young guys i've hired here that came through our program through my years you know from austin armstrong to cody kennedy to caden cochran to jordy joseph you know, Josh Aldridge is like those guys. You don't have to tell him to work. You don't have to tell him to recruit. You don't have to tell him to find solutions. Uh, he's a solution guy, and I got a tremendous amount of respect for him and his wife, Jessica, and their family, and just really love him. You know, I do. I love him, but, man, we're trying to win this game. You know, and he is, too, and I respect and understand that. Great storyline, Kelly Sanders. There's so many inter- intertwined uh, lives and personalities involved. And, actually, Chris Klonakis, the Liberty offensive line coach, used to be – on the Southern Miss yeah. staff. Uh, it was uh, my first two years at Southern Miss. He was our offensive coordinator. Yeah, Chris Kalanakis was. so, and, and and now, kind of in a related matter, but you get Matt Cubitt, who we talked about with Louisiana Monroe last week. He's now the offensive coordinator back at Louisiana Monroe. You find when you're working around sports, particularly football, I have found, is that the coaching fraternity is very tight-knit. You kind of see that in the NFL where a coach goes from one NFL team and then gets hired by the next one, then he gets fired there, gets hired by the next one. So a lot of these coaches are very tight-knit fraternity, and, um, but, but the fact that there are so many ties between Liberty and Southern Miss is, is really remarkable. Got to be fun, Luke. Yeah, well, I I totally until I heard that yesterday, I, f- I forgot that uh, that Coach K was back up there. But yeah, he was he was the offensive coordinator from uh, from two thousand to two thousand two. And dude, when you look back at at the at the staff those few years, Chad O'Shea was on that staff. He was my position coach, and of course, he won two or three Super Bowls with the Patriots. Um, Paul Petrino who I'm thinking now is the head coach at Idaho. He was on that staff. Klonakis had come in from Nevada. 
And, uh, you know, we, we saw that the offense and, and, uh, Jeff Kelly was a quarterback two of the three years. But yeah, coach, coach K back at, uh, at Liberty and as coach and offensive line. And, and that's pretty cool. A former OC at Southern Miss is the O line coach at Liberty. And, uh, the former O line coach at, at Liberty is now the offensive coordinator at Southern Miss. You can't, can't dream that up. Bob, you talked about the potential for poor weather. On Saturday, I, it's not going to affect whether I go to the game or not for sure. But I do, I do get the fact that we're hoping that that doesn't happen. But Luke, off of, on the field, on the field, if it is wet conditions, helps the Eagles or hurts the Eagles? I think it helps the Eagles simply because uh, if it, I mean, if if it's a little wet, it's not going to matter. But I'm saying if it's like you know, good steady downpour, rain always affects the passing game, and I think. Um, because you wouldn't throw as much, you know, in the rain typically. Uh, I think that that benefits Southern Miss because you can super back them. You can run the football. Southern Miss, if they can run the football early in the game, you're going to see the the game possibly slow down because you want a Hugh Freeze offense to have as as little as uh, drives as possible. And so I think if, if you're able to take away some of the Liberty passing game, it allows Austin Armstrong to maybe to maybe crowd the box a little more. And uh, so I think the, the key is going to be uh, if it rains, it's going to be, you know, how does this uh, defensive line and offensive line do? The running game, even if it's dry and doesn't rain, the running game – the ability to run the football is is going to help Southern Miss to the nth degree so that the game doesn't rest solely on Tyke's shoulders. I don't care if it helps or hurts Southern Miss. I want there to be nice weather. I want there to be a big crowd. I want a great college football atmosphere. I want to see some excitement back in M.M. Roberts Stadium. And if, if rain is going to hamper that but maybe helps on the field a little bit, I say let's just take our chances on the field. Well, it, it we can put a man on the moon, but we can't control the weather, right? Right. You know, and and Hugh Freeze back on on what what he said there. The fact that he said I really liked his terminology. He said the Mississippi kid is a different kid. That's what makes the state of Mississippi, in my opinion, unique. Now I've been here nearly forty years, so obviously I've I've had some chances to leave. But the state of Mississippi, where family still is very important, you know. I mean, he's right. I mean, it's not just the kids that want to stay here, but very often people who move here don't leave, and it's because of that. All right, Kelly, maybe catching a break. Patrick Irby is communicating with me. He is tied up at his business. We're going to try to do a call-in if he can get free. But whether Patrick is here or not, we're going to revisit the blitz of beignets that Kelly Center undertook yesterday toward the end of the Eagle Hour. It's documented. And it's well worth talking about when we come back. It's, it's a beignet blitz. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, third segment of the Eagle Hour sponsored by 4th Street Bar Grill. And ironically, that's where we will be uh, tomorrow afternoon. I'm already tasting that catfish Friday. Yes, so just as good a catfish as you'll eat anywhere. And, when, uh, when was the last time you went, Bob? 
It's been a while. Like it's been a minute. Been a while. Yeah. I mean, I've been down there. I haven't been down there with the show, but I think I've the, been down there. To I eat. think there's going to be a nice little crowd tomorrow because some of the Liberty folks say that they're they're going to try to get there. You know that they're in for. But town. don't start no crap, okay, and, Kelly? Please. I won't. I'll behave. Okay. I promise. No but a lot of Southern Miss fans are going to be there too. Uh, are tomorrow. you going to eat fried catfish like you ate beignets? Well, I had more than one beignet let's just say yeah that. let me get to that real quickly before we move on to basketball uh, if you haven't seen that on the eagle hour facebook page you should jody lott took a series of uh, pictures that kelly wasn't aware were being taken as kelly was absolutely destroying absolutely destroying five six seven beignets oh what does it matter after <laughs> <laughs> yes, powder all over him. Looked like he had been snorting cocaine. Yeah, with Boy George. <laughs> the only, only way we knew he hadn't is because he was eating so much. Uh, well, how were they, Kelly? What was better, the beignet or when you literally drank the topping out of the container? Well, it's. I was raised in a family where you don't you don't waste. <laughs> you didn't waste nothing yesterday. <laughs> <Apparently> so. <laughs> so, no, they they were really good, but and I couldn't decide whether. The buttercream topping or the strawberry. cinnamon topping? Strawberry. Yeah, but see, strawberry's gone now, Bob. That's wrong. That's wrong. And blackberry starts today. Oh, I didn't know. Is that, is that the cheese. secret flavor? That's the secret Man, she flavor. she kept it close she to the chest say anything about that. You know she had it in the house. I uh, but I... Well, we yeah, we got told that if out. we went and looked in the... You know, if we went and looked... It was it was already made, but it was a secret, so we didn't want to let a it out. Blackberry, that's yes. my favorite. Fruit. That sounds Are you well. Kidding me? That's the one. Starts. But today. yeah, with when Santa dove in, Bob, the gold out changed to a white out because sure the powdered did. sugar went everywhere. It was like a snowstorm. Speaking of gold out, the Eagles have revealed their uniforms for Saturday. They're going to be in the black helmet, the gold jersey, and the gold pants. You don't like those, Bob? I like black on black. How but about you, Luke? I bet you like black on black. Yeah, the the thing with black on black, Coach Bauer, like we only got to wear those like on special occasions. It was very rare we wore black on black twice a year, but it was it was what we liked. Um, I I much would would rather have them in black jerseys and gold pants. Um, but if it's a here's the thing, if it's a player deal, if the players voted on that, or if the seniors want that, right. let them have it. And That's and right. what what you do like about these jerseys is that one of the things Will Hall said when he came in. The, the players had input on them, and yeah, it's true. A lot of times, if you think you look good, you, you may play a little better. Yeah, well, it's up to them, not me. I'll, I'll be there no matter what they were. But I, to, to your point, I don't, I'm not a gold-on-gold gold guy. Right. But it is a gold out, so it makes sense that they would also be wearing gold. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Basketball schedules are out. Speaking of gold outs, uh, they'll be wearing a lot of black and gold this fall and uh, kind of start out with uh, some – how do you describe the first? How, how do you describe those games? Are those uh, those are not the early games when you play? You've Delta got one State exhibition. William, the exhibition. That's the word yeah. I'm looking for. You've yeah. got uh, officially. Uh, you've got one exhibition against Delta State on Tuesday, November first. Then, of course, they you know they played William Carey several years. It's not listed as an ex- exhibition. I'm not sure if it will be. But man, you jump right in on Friday, November 11th at Vanderbilt. Jerry Stackhouse up there in Nashville. Um, that that will be a, a game. We kind of heard that through the grapevine that that game was was going down. Um, some more non conference games: Loyola, New Orleans at home, and then you go 
uh, down to uh, to Cancun with a trip uh, in between to Liberty at Liberty, and then you go play in that the tournament um, in Cancun, take on Winthrop, and then there is a TBA game. What I'm excited about, Kelly, we talked about during the break, Tuesday, November 29th, Montana makes a return trip. The Grizzlies come uh, into the greenhouse. Yeah, that'll that the, and that's. I mean, I think the Eagles went up to. They made a trip to the Northwest. It might have been when Donnie Tyndall was even the coach that they made kind of. We a, went uh, two were, years they, ago or last year. Was it well, last they, year? They were there last year. They yeah, yeah, that's right. In fact, that that's when things turned bad. They that's when Tay the, Hardy got hurt. Yes, yep. they had won uh, two games in that tournament. And very excited, and Tay Hardy gets injured against Montana. They lose that game, and and then you know things went really south for them. Now they also go on the road to Natchitoches to take on the uh, Demons of Northwestern State. There's been a coaching change there. Uh, then they're back with a home and home with Lamar, uh, which is changing conferences. So the Lamar will be here on the 10th, and then the Eagles will go to Lamar on December 13th. Then they'll play McNeese. At home at the greenhouse here on December 18th, obviously a week before Christmas. And then they head out west to go to Las Vegas. Thank you very much. They're going to be in uh, Las Vegas on December 21st, taking on the running Rebels With of the UNLV. Ghost of Jerry Tartanian in the building. I think I'm going to chew a towel the whole game. Now, see, you remember Jerry Tarkanian, Luke. And yeah. He, and yeah, he, hasn't, I mean, they were, he hasn't coached. He's been gone for a long, long time. I think right when I started watching the NCAA tournament, you know, when I could be like a cognitive sports fan, like I just remember, I was like, Dad, who's that like weird-looking old dude that chews towels the entire game? But but that, Dad remember him. Molly Ringwald. And the Molly Ringwald, one of the singers for the Molly Ringwalds, is gonna scheduled. Show tomorrow. Yeah, going to be on. I'm going to make this comment about the basketball uh, schedule, and I probably shouldn't bring this up, but it, but it, I I sort of get the football thing. I know they schedule way out in advance. I know there's so much money involved now. I guess I get the football scheduling is never really going to happen between Ole Miss and Southern Miss. And occasionally, to their credit, it does happen with Mississippi State. But there is really no excuse for the schools not to be playing in basketball. As many pre-conference games as all three schools play, as many games of very lacking interest that all three will play. You can't tell me that there's that there's not a way to schedule a pre-conference game between the three schools. You just can't convince me. Of that. And it's a little disappointing for me, particularly in basketball, because Kermit Davis is a Southern Miss guy, right? I mean, there there were times that he was in the mix to be the coach here if it would have worked out, you know, certain circumstances. What is the excuse? Bob, I don't. I, I just don't know. I mean, because we've we've talked about this on the show before. It happens in baseball. You know, there's and both schools have great programs in baseball. Right. You know, so um, well, Ole Miss does play Southern Miss in baseball. Yeah. And Mississippi State is now willing on from time to time to play Southern Miss again in football. But Two what in the is next the, three years? What is the deal with basketball? It just it, it's. It's, it, it's on the men's side. On the women's side, you know, they play. Uh, put Joy Lee on it. And State came to uh, to the greenhouse to take on the women back in 2000, yeah, uh, 2020. Well, can you and actually, it? this year, uh, Ole Miss, uh, Joy Lee right. and Lady right. Eagles go to Ole Miss on November 16th. Can you explain it in men's basketball? What What is the reason? Just probably don't want to do it. Make a decision. Just ridiculous. Yeah, and it's and it's not like you know, like you say, it's not like 
either team is in the top ten and is playing none you know, of the three. Yeah, playing UCLA and Louisville and, and you right. know some right. Duke and but North, I guess it's just never. Gonna, I guess it's just never going to happen. Doesn't seem to be any movement whatsoever toward basketball. And going way back to the NIT years that Southern Miss was playing when MK Turk was the coach, the very first game in that successful NIT run was against Old Miss. <laughs> and track mate. MK Turk's old college roommate, Coach Murphy, Ed Murphy for Old Miss, the 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 greenhouse at that time was electric. Oh man! You're when Old Miss and Mrs. and uh, Southern Miss played, you're not kidding. So I mean, if you really are worried about you know revenue and tickets being sold, it's ridiculous. And again, I'm sh- I feel confident in saying that Southern Miss. I mean, their whole moniker is any place, any time. I, I believe you know. Southern Miss would schedule the game tomorrow. It, I, I'm confident of that. And again, yeah. we don't know that for sure. Just based on but but just based on the people that we've worked with and talked to. I bet if we call Coach right now, he'd say, yeah, we'll play. Anywhere? <laughs> I guarantee you he would. But anyway, it's not going to happen. And uh, who these – well, it's just not going to happen. But but the couple of trips on the basketball schedule this year, and you use these as recruiting tools, right? So they're going to go to UNLV. Las Vegas now with the Raiders coming to town. They've got the Golden Knights hockey team. Raiders. There, there is talk that, that Major League Baseball is talking to Las Vegas about either a team moving. The Oakland Athletics has come to mind. Because, Pete Rose could be the coach. You know, that way, boy, that'd be perfect, <laughs> wouldn't it? Um, but that Las Vegas might get a Major League team. So that's really kind of a, a hub now and a, and a mecca for sports. So there's there's a good trip for, for Jay Ladner and his, and his coaches to sell and then the trip down to cancun mexico too which is anytime you get to go to resort places like that good recruiting tool let me tell you the basketball team we may be talking a lot about uh this winter because i think they can make a lot of noise is the lady eagles they got a lot of returning kids coming back and um, got joy lee and i thought they were really competitive last year and i i think they have the opportunity to be that this year we're uh, we're up against a hard break but yeah when we come back lady eagles also released um, their full schedule, so we can hit that on the way back. And then, I'll tell you what, guys, there's a lot of good college football games tonight. JUCO and FBS. Bring you that in a little bit. We'll be back. To the Eagle Hour. Last segment on this Friday, brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Great indoor facilities, pro shop, batting cages, all there on Hardy Street. DBAT and D1, DBATHattiesburg.com. Luke, Bob, and Kelly from the Southern Bancor Studios in 
Hattiesburg and Laurel. So uh, men release uh, their basketball schedule. Lady Eagles also release theirs, guys, uh, a early game against uh, William Carey. I think the way that that's working is the ladies will play the Lady Crusaders in the morning, and I, and I think uh, I think it worked that way last year. Yeah, it's, well. usually, it's usually like an 11 o'clock start. That's what they're doing, yeah, and then they will. I think the men will play that night. Lady Eagles uh, go to Valparaiso up in Indiana and take on Ole Miss on November 16th in Oxford. Uh, we'll host North Alabama, host Nichols, and then in early December go to Sanford and then host the Alabama Lady Crimson Tide on December 11th. Two teams I didn't realize, guys, even uh, you know had had basketball teams because you know them for another sport. You see Irvine and Long Beach State. Lady Eagles will travel to Long Beach, California, uh, the week before Christmas to take on those two teams, and then they begin uh, Sunbelt play at Troy on uh, December 29th. The home games for Sunbelt they'll host Louisiana, James Madison, Arkansas State, ULM, Old Dominion, South Al, Texas State, and Coastal Carolina, and then a late. Game in February hosting Troy and and Bob you mentioned it I mean this is an experienced team you look at some of the the, the players coming back Michaela Gray uh, Dom Davis uh, the transfer from LSU did such a good job last year she's back Hattiesburg's own Malia Grayson is back Rose Warren from downtown Puckett Mississippi so they got a lot of people coming back they and do. Uh, you know I think Joy Lee's got got a, got a good chance I think they'll be very competitive you see Irvine is that not the dirt bags no they're the ant eaters. Uh-oh. But the but Long Beach is Long Beach. The they're the dirtbag. Greatest name in college sports. <laughs> the dirtbag. No question. I like uh, I like uh, Arkansas Tech. Their mascot. What are they? The Wonder Boys. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. That's a yeah. little uh, kind of superhero-y. Yeah, you know, I got you. Kind of fits in today's. Uh, I saw a I saw a uh, an ad the other night on social media, and it probably had fifty T-shirts you could buy that were minor league baseball team shirts. Some of the coolest names. Just really a, it, fun to go through there and, and look at all those. And those names. minor league baseball teams, because my son works in pro baseball, so it's all about marketing, right? The minor league teams have got to do whatever they can to sell a ticket here or there. Right. You know, so, right. you know, you got the, the Savannah Bananas. They've got a green hat and an all-yellow uniform. You've yeah. got the Macon Whoopies hockey team yeah. uh, i mean just some, some really great great name bizarre names and eaters and dirt bags though two pretty good nicknames there yeah i'm looking forward to tomorrow as we the countdown really begins i think tomorrow at one o'clock at fourth street right. is because we'll be looking right. right there at the rock and as uh, we're going to get in in game mode tomorrow yeah will east will be joining us tomorrow to uh, preview all the big high school games around the state we're going to have one of the performers for the Molly Ringwalls is going to be on the show, and then we're going to have uh, uh, the young, uh, the, the new guy running the Eagle Club will be on the show to make an announcement uh, with us tomorrow afternoon that uh, we're we're really excited about making, and we're going to be at Fourth Street Bar and Grill, so we'll slide uh, Slade in there and let him do our first season pick start tomorrow. And we're and the Molly Ringwalls, of course, are scheduled to perform uh, before the game tomorrow in Spirit Park. I think about three o'clock. They're scheduled to go on stage. We hope the weather. Uh, won't affect that. But Luke, the, the, the Mississippi Association of Community College Conference kicks off tonight with some games across the state and FBS football on TV tonight. Football season is here. 
Absolutely. You'll be down uh, at the river. Holmes comes uh, down to uh, to Poplarville. I'll be on the call with Chris Robinson on, on Super Talk Laurel. Itawamba makes the long trip to Ellisville. And, I mean, what I love about, about JUCO football is these are these are future – we will have future Golden Eagles, you know, that play um, tonight. A couple more games uh, to mention. Colin is at East Mississippi. Uh, and uh, probably I, I would think probably the biggest game tonight, uh, Kelly. Gulf Coast makes the big trip up to Northwest. Yeah, those are those are two perennial powerhouses. Uh, now the the playoffs are determined by how you do in the South and how you do in the North. But but that's going to be to see where both of those teams uh, stack up for sure. And you were talking to your point, Luke, about future Golden Eagles. Well, look, there are some guys from Jones and Pearl River. Just to to mention a couple of local junior colleges here that are on the Southern Miss roster and are going to make significant contributions this year if they stay healthy. They will. Bradarius Lewis is a guy that I'm excited to see play defensive line. And then Frog Jones, you know, catching passes. Uh, he was listed on, on the two deep yesterday, so excited to see him. All right, if you're not watching JUCO football tonight, Backyard Brawl, guys, 6 p.m., West Virginia, uh, against Pitt a little later. Penn State at Purdue coming out the gate, uh, Big Ten. And then Louisiana Tech makes uh, the uh, trip to Missouri. Go Missouri. That, that's who we're we're pulling for. I do I do uh, want to crush your, your souls for a minute. The Dirtbags are the unofficial mascot for the baseball team. The rest of the student body in 2019 voted the Shark to be Long Beach State's how, mascot. How, how weak is that? My gosh, how weak is that? I think they call themselves the Beach. Also. All right, don't forget you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play Super Talk Eagle Hour. Got to give away two more season football tickets tomorrow from 4th Street Bar and Grill. We hope you'll tune in. You're welcome to come by and say hello. Let's go. Let's go. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping. Into the future I want to fly like an eagle To the sea Fly like an eagle Let my spirit carry me I want to fly like an eagle Till I'm free Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.